We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is April 16th. It's 2021. And we are here to talk about the 14 game MLB slates. I am joined by my good buddy, Genie Fro7. Grant, 14 games. Welcome to Friday, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy about it. I, I, I love me some baseball because basketball is absolutely crushing me right now as it's crushing pretty much everyone on a nightly basis. But, you know, baseball's going good. Was on was on the Diamondbacks. Was on Maeda. Things are good. Life is good. I was on the Diamondbacks on the podcast and then ended up playing Corbin like a moron. Um, should have just listened to myself and not looked at anything else. But it happens, and we move on to the next day, and we got a ton of options, a ton of stuff to get through. Before we do that, we are presented by Superdraft.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, sign up using promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside with the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500. Deposit $500, get 50 instant, get the 50% uh, match bonus 
of 250 take advantage of it it's free money and it's an awesome site they have a ton of stuff going on over there baseball almost overlaying every single day they still have basketball mma pga nhl nascar they got it going on over there on super draft they're helping us out supporting the podcast so make sure you guys head on over there support them we will have our super draft plays of the day um towards the end here so uh grant 12 games a lot to get through a lot to talk about um you know we get started here with st louis at philly carlos martinez against zach eflin um any interest here in carlos martinez not really like this k rate is way down 14 percent over the last season like he's just not great i know that Philly doesn't have a ton of real intimidating batters, but they still got Real Muto. They still got Harper. They still got Hoskins, but just, just no. I mean, it's not worth it. And no, just no. Like 7.7K is far too much to pay for him on this slate. He's going to generate a lot of ground balls. Um, I don't think we'll see any problem with him generating ground balls um, whatsoever. So, uh, just no strikeout upside whatsoever. Um, so I'm out on Carlos Martinez. Not It's a 14-game slate. We're going to roll through these games. So um, Zach Eflin on the other side, you know, 27% K rate since the start of last season. Very good against righties. Struggles against lefties, but still strikes out lefties at a high clip. Any interest here in Eflin against this pretty right-handed heavy Cardinals team? Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely do. I mean, this slate, where there's a lot of guys that are just way too high-priced and uh, – you get down to like the six, seven, eight K range, and there's not a ton of options I want to get. So he's definitely in the mix. He's probably my fifth favorite pitcher on the slate. I mean, the guy has a 27% K rate. This lineup isn't great. And they have a few decent bats up at the top, but then you get down to Carpenter, John Carlson, Williams, not good. Like, yes, they can walk at a decent clip, but that, that that's pretty much it. And he doesn't walk it down a guy's 5.8% walk rate since the beginning of last year. So yeah, Eflin's one of my better, one of the better options on the slate. Yeah. I think he's a, a fantastic tournament play here. It'd be really interesting to see what we're looking at ownership wise, but I think this is a good lineup um, matchup for him. Uh, any of these Cardinals bats that you want to play against Eflin? None whatsoever. The lefties are all trash. The righties, Eflin's good versus righties. So, no, I'm just – I'm cutting everyone off. The only guy I would consider would be Edmund, but he is 5.1K. So, that's not even – that's way too expensive. Um, As far as the Phillies' bats goes, um, I really like this spot for Hoskins and Harper. They're fly ball guys. I, I, I think you can even throw in, like, Didi in, in this mix as well. Martinez is not going to blow the ball by anybody. He's going to give up a lot of contact, a lot of hard contact. And, you know, I like to target fly ball hitters against ground ball pitchers. So those are the three guys that I like the most here. Yeah, no, I absolutely love Hoskins in this spot. 30% K rate guy going up against righties. And Martinez only strikes out righties at a 15% clip. 47% fly ball rate. This is a perfect spot for him. Martinez is not going to strike him out in all likelihood. So, yeah, it's those two. It's Hoskins, Harper, and Didi, but Hoskins is by far my favorite. Rolling right along here. Again, we're going to get through these games uh, pretty quick. Um, it is Widener against Scherzer. Um, any interest here in Widener? 
Now, nah, guy's a little bit too wild. Has some decent stuff and strikes out guys at a decent clip, but matchup versus Washington is not an easy one, especially towards the top of the order here. I'm I'm just full on out on Widener. I don't I don't I think he's going to get blown up here. Yeah, five point eight eight x FIP since the start of last season. Really struggles with lefties. They can throw Soto, Bell, Schwarber, um, Alex Avila, catcher. Like they have enough lefties that they can definitely get to him here. I'm out. Uh, Max Scherzer on the other side. He obviously needs to be um, at the top as far as like guys that we're considering, especially if like the Rockies game doesn't go and we don't get to play to Grom. Um, I think he's definitely a top option here. Yep. Scherzer is the top option on the entire slate. There are four guys in the 10 K range. One should not be there. One is in Coors and one has Dave Roberts as his manager. So uh, Scherzer is the top guy, 30% K rate since the beginning of last year, going up against Arizona, who did have a good outing this uh, today, yesterday, whatever, when it, you looked at it. They will throw a decent amount of lefties, so I don't think Scherzer is a requirement. You're not required to pay up a pitcher on this slate, and I'm probably not going to do it a ton, but if we're just talking straight-up raw points like pay up in cash, Scherzer is probably the top guy. Going to go a little bit later into the game, and I'll like it, even though it's early on in the season. He should be at the 100-pitch mark by this point even though he was at 90 in his last two. But, yeah, just Scherzer is a beast. Yeah, um, uh, Scherzer is a beast. You know, there's not much that needs to be added. He's a guy that can strike out guys at such a high clip. And a lot of this lineup is kind of, like, flirting around that, like, the 20% mark against right-handed pitching since the start of last season. So uh, any Arizona bats that you like here against Scherzer? I mean, you can take any of the uh, Arizona bats – their lefties is one off power. So, I mean, I don't hate Calhoun. I don't hate Cabrera. I don't hate Peralta. Uh, but I'm yeah, not overly happy about playing any of these guys. Like, sure, is always good for a bomb or two, uh, but it's going to likely strike out everyone. So, I'd probably go most likely with Cabrera, Calhoun, Peralta, guys that don't strike out a huge clip because he does struggle a bit versus lefties. But predominantly going to stay away from Arizona on this slate. It's way too big. Um, Yeah, I don't really – like Calhoun, maybe, but like you don't feel great about it. Um, yeah, that's really it, I think. And then on the Washington side, like you could roll out a left handed stack against Widener. Um, so you know, so does 6k, that's expensive, but Schwarber's 4600. Um, so he's kind of on the cheaper end. Josh Bell, 3600. So if averaging it out, it's not too bad, but Soto is super expensive. But I, I think the lefties um, very much in play here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even hate the righties. I mean, I know the Wideners had decent success going up against righties. Like, he's got a pretty good slider, but he's still giving up a 45% hard contact rate to righties and giving up a lot of fly balls. So any of the righties with some power in this lineup, whoever ends up going into it, which would probably just be Turner and maybe Harrison, um, I don't hate either of those guys, but yeah, predominantly the lefties, Bell, Soto, Schwarber, like his only out pitch going up against lefties is his changeup, and he's been getting hit hard, giving up close to 50% fly ball and hard contact rate. Walking a ton of guys, guys are going to be on base. Like this is just a great spot for all the lefties in this lineup, and Soto's probably the top overall hit hitter on the entire slate. Um, Tampa Bay at New York some potential weather in this game. We'll definitely have to be paying attention to that. We got Michael Waka going up against Michael King. Um, any interest here in Waka? He's 
fine just because there's not a lot of great options on the slate, but I would probably suggest against New York's obviously a pretty tough team. Got a lot of big bats on their slate on their team and Waka has been beat up quite a bit by righties over the last year. I'm probably going to stay away, but I'm not going to argue with playing him. He is a 24% K rate guy. So like if you really want to play him, but there's about four guys that are better off in the seven K range. Um, I don't know what to do with Michael King here. I know he threw six innings against Toronto um, earlier this season. I don't think he's going to get a ton of pitches um, just in general here. Like what, what are your overall thoughts you know, on King? Not playing him. Like it's not like it's a fantastic matchup. He's not going up against a just absolutely horrible team. Tampa Bay is not a terrible team. They, We'll throw out a decent lineup, so I'm I'm full on out on King. Um, any interest here in the Tampa Bats? Not really. Like they're fine. It's going to be cold over in New York. There could be some rain. It's going to be about 48 degrees. So, like, if you really want to go with anyone, then I mean, I don't know. Maybe a Rosaria, um, maybe Lau, but probably not. Definitely check on um, Lau's price on FanDuel. It has been cheap. I don't know if they priced him up, but um, it was good to see him hit his first home run of the season the other night. And then as far as, like, the Yankees go, Walk is a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact and fly balls to righties. So, like, one-offs or even, like, a potential, like, couple-man stack. Like, I want the power righties, Judge, Stanton. They're going to strike out or they're going to hit the ball super hard. Yep, exactly. I mean, he's given up a 337 ISO to Reddy's over the last, since the beginning of last season. So LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Torres, all these guys can absolutely hammer the balls. They're all fantastic plays. And yeah, I don't mind a full on stack here just because the ball is going to be hit and play a decent amount. There's a lot of walks in this lineup. So stick to the top of the lineup. And Sanchez probably or Ursula is fine. Um, but yeah, target righties here because Waka is just not great versus them. Cincinnati and Cleveland facing off in Cincinnati. I said it backwards. My bad. Um, Logan Allen against um, Jeff Hoffman. Any interest here in Logan Allen? No, it hasn't been great. And Cincinnati has been super hot. Like, it's that simple. He's 8.4K. You shouldn't be paying that for him. Yep. I'm out. Um, uh, again, I've talked about Cincinnati a lot on this podcast. Big time fan of Cincinnati this season. Then Hoffman on the other side, he just he doesn't strike enough people out. Grant, like uh, he's seven k. His price isn't bad. We don't have a ton of options in this in this like range today, but I don't think I can take shots on him here. Yeah, there's a lot of mispriced guys on this slate. A lot of guys that aren't even in consideration. Realistically, Hoffman should be. 5-5 five, five on this slate, 5-6. Um, but he's priced at 7K. I'm, I'm not going to – there's a 4.6 run total against him. He's an 18% K rate guy. So even if he gets a little bit later into the game, he's probably not going to pay off, especially on this slate. So no interest in him at all. Um, Cleveland Bats, what are we looking at here for the Indians? I mean, he gives up fly balls to righties, and he gives up hard contact to both sides of his late. So – the problem is they're going to throw out a lot of lefties here. And like, I still have no problem with the guys that can hit the ball hard. Obviously Ramirez is a great play. Rosario don't mind throwing a nailer or Bowers. I always worry about them getting 
the hook later on in the game. So predominantly, like if you want to stack it up, that's fine. One of your guys is probably going to get uh, pinch hit for it at some point when Hoffman comes out of the game. But like any of these guys is one off power, specifically Ramirez, who's under 5K right now for some reason. And Rosario is sitting there at 4.3K. If Fran Mill ends up going into the game, I really like him. Even at 4-6, guy hits ball hard. And again, Hoffman doesn't strike out, guys. Huge hard hit rate guy. Big fly ball pitcher. He's perfect for Reyes if Reyes ends up getting into the lineup. Yeah, I think Reyes is super interesting. I don't see why he wouldn't crack the lineup, maybe. Um, but yeah, I they love just Rosario. Throw lefties. Like, that's what I'm worried about. They might just try and throw a whole bunch of lefties in him, even though Hoffman's kind of reverse splitsy like he has a decent changeup, and everything else is kind of trash yeah i really like uh eddie rosario's price at 4300 i know you mentioned him too but um i really like the price on him as far as the cincinnati bats go i man i love the cincinnati stack here um i don't expect logan allen to go deep into this game anyway and if he gets into some trouble um he did throw 92 pitches his last time out it was you know definitely a good outing against detroit but i think this is one of the spots um you know i, I think you just senzel is super cheap castiano suarez um and, and like even like stevenson if you want to do like a wraparound stack and have um you know catcher play as well yeah no exactly i mean stevenson yeah it's fine throw him in but Castellanos, absolutely fantastic play, even at 5.5K. Like I said, I'm probably paying down mostly on pitcher on this slate. Senzel's a way too cheap. Suarez is a great play. Like Again, he's a bit of a ground ball pitcher, but doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys and tends to get wild. So a stack is a perfect thing here and generally targeting the righty bats, especially the righty power bats. And they have a lot of fly ball hitters. Castellanos, Senzel, Mustaka, Sequeno. Um, all guys that hit the ball in the air at 40 plus percent clips. So we're going up against lefties. So this is definitely a spot where they can take the ball out of the ballpark and it's a great ballpark to hit a bomb. All right. Uh, moving on here. We got San Francisco at Miami. Anthony Desclafani against um, Daniel Castiano. Um, any interest here in Desclafu? Desclafu? Uh, Stew. Disco uh, Stew. I mean, he just wasn't good last year. And I mean, he's a guy that's had a decent K rate going up against righties in the past. And yes, there's a few righties in this lineup. I don't hate it, but I don't really want to pay a 1.1 K for him. Uh, it's going to depend on what ownership is. If they're the guys in the seven and eight K range are super chalky, like they might be, then you can definitely take them in tournaments, especially in a spot where like there's some strikeouts in this lineup and they're not going to take the ball to Paul park and all likelihood outside of maybe Duval, who's just crushing it right now. But overall, he's just a little bit too high price for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know everything you're saying, you know, especially if you look at last year, um, it was, it was definitely a struggle for him. He, he did not look bad in his first start against San Diego and he looked great against the Rockies. If you want to, play the small sample size game he has looked really good but he gives up a ton of hard contact the the thing is though like there's not a ton of power in this lineup like there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup i don't know i think he is 
in consideration for tournaments but the price and the price like if you're playing tournaments it, it doesn't matter as much so i don't know it, it's tough to say um on the other side daniel um castellino castellano gosh getting tired um we saw a little bit of this guy last season 29 innings um decent era xfip was through the roof swinging strike rate under nine percent strikeout rate 9.5 percent. he is a lefty um i i can't play him and i actually really like the giants on the slate yeah no chance i'm playing him even though he's cheap like that k rate is just absolutely awful and i mean you look at his numbers in double a and it still wasn't that great around an 18 percent k rate so don't expect him to get any better in the majors here don't expect his era from last season to actually hold true this guy is not a major league quality starter 5.55 xfip since the beginning of last season so yeah no interest in him and yeah decent amount of interest in the giants here i mean you can go with the as even on the lefty lefty because realistically like his slider is not great so i'm not really worried about him striking out too many guys um, you can go with any of the righties in the lineup, pretty much anyone with power here. This is a guy that gives up slightly above average hard contact, and you can stack up this lineup any which way you want. But favorite target is probably actually Yastrzemski. Um, but Ruff, Longoria, Posey are all fine. Yeah, like they're they're kind of pricey, and I like it because I think that's going to keep the ownership down. Um, Slater, Ruff. Uh, Flores, Longoria, Yaz, Posey, all these guys very much in play here for the Giants. Um, Adam Duvall's off to a hot start, and he's obviously a guy that can make a lot of hard contact. You're like, I think he's an interesting one-off play, you know, especially 3,800. Yeah, he's probably a little bit too cheap. He's probably the main guy that I would want to go with just because he's obviously worse versus the lefties. So if you want to throw in Dickerson, maybe Aguilar, it's a nice little mini stack that's super cheap. Even just just under 4K. Don't mind him at all, but I'm mostly going to stay away from the Marlins. Chicago White Sox, Boston Red Sox. It's another game that we're potentially um, looking at um, some weather Dylan Seas against Nick Pavetta. Um, any interest here in Seas? Nope. No, not a high strikeout guy. Gets wild. This is an easy lineup fade. Yeah, strikeout rate under 18%. XFIP 577 um, since the start of last season. Nick Pavetta, he just, man, he gives up a ton of everything. Um, I don't think that we could play Pavetta here. Even though, like, yeah, I just – I don't think we could play it. Tim Anderson's back. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, no, White Sox lineup's too good. Pavetta is too wild. Does have some strikeouts, but doesn't matter. Like, he's probably going to get blown up here, although the weather is a little bit interesting. If it does end up playing, it is 42 degrees there, so I don't think the ball's going to be flying too much. But it is Boston, so it's obviously not an easy – not a good pitcher's ballpark. Um – any White Sox bats here, assuming the weather's okay? If the weather was okay, I'd have a lot of interest in him. Like you said, Pavetta gives up lots of hard contact, over 40% to both sides of the plate, and is an extreme fly ball pitcher to both sides of the plate. So any of the guys with power, Anderson, Abreu, Moncada, Mercedes, Grandal, Robert, all very much in play. But the problem is 
the weather is going to be 42 degrees. You can check weather edge in the morning, but it's going to be so cold that I'm not going to be surprised if the game just gets canceled because of that, but it's also probably going to rain. If the weather is miraculously all right tomorrow, play these guys a lot, but outside of that, no. Yeah, and then on the Boston side of things, like, I don't know, man. I I think you could definitely stack them against C's and this bullpen, but it's really going to depend on the weather. Like, I don't want to stack Boston if it's going to be 40 and rainy and nasty. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just too cold. Like, I'm not going to have any problem with Verdugo, Martinez, Bogarts. Um, but realistically, no one's cheap in this lineup. And I don't want to be stacking. Like, the guys I would play are all over 5K and JD 6.1. So, with the weather, it just doesn't seem worth it, especially on a slate where you don't have many guys in the 6K range that you really want to throw in a pitcher. Moving on, we got Baltimore at Texas. Um, Jorge Lopez against Michael Fultonevich. Um, I don't even know what this game is, man, like total-wise, but this is an over game. Um, do you have any interest in Lopez? No, not a great pitcher. Strikes out guys at an 18% clip. Can get a little bit wild at times. Ground ball pitcher righties, but this is a predominantly lefty lineup in the Texans. And then on the other side, you know, Fultonevich is somebody that can definitely string together decent starts at times. Um, XFIP is through the roof since the start of last season. And I don't know, man. I, I think this is a game that, like, I want to look at potentially game stacking this game. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Fulte is he just walks a ton of guys. Like, looking at his numbers since the beginning of last year, he's at 16.7% walk rate he's given up three walks in each of the first two games like if he can actually string together like an outing where he doesn't walk guys or the walk guys just don't turn into anything then he can he can do decent like if he finds control he can do decent he's still striking out right he's at a pretty heavy clip but overall like i don't think that's going to happen i think there are better guys in the 7k range he'd be strictly in play for tournaments for me and only if the roof is going to be closed over in Texas. Yeah, like there's not there's nothing you're going to talk me off in this game. Mancini, Santander, Stewart, if he cracks the lineup, you know Joey Gallo on the other side, Nate Lowe, David Dahl. Like, give me give me all the all the bats in this game. I love this game. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. All the power guys over on Baltimore. This the game's only sitting at an eight and a half right now. I can't imagine it stays that way. Over. Just, yeah. Yeah, definitely going to go over. And then over on the Texas side, like, Lopez is terrible versus lefties. Dahl, Gallo, Lau, all fantastic plays. And throwing in the righties, I mean, he's a big ground ball pitcher, so I prefer to target the righties that can actually hit the ball in the air. And there's not really many of them. So I, this is a lefty stack here. Gallo is an absolutely fantastic play on this slate, going up against a guy that just can't strike out either side of the plate almost at all and gives up a bunch of hard contact. So loud doll and gal are the main guys I would throw in. You can throw in Solak, you can throw in Tejada, you can throw in white, you can throw in Tavares, but realistically it's the main little three man stack there with doll Gallo, and Lau. Pittsburgh at Milwaukee. Um, it's Brubaker, right? I'm pretty sure is he's yeah. starting and then it's Hauser on the other side. Um, Let's start here with Brubaker. Any any interest in him? 
I mean, he's fine. Honestly, he's fine. He's not good. Um, guy's a decent K rate guy. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Milwaukee lineup. He may give up a few runs. He may get a little bit wild. Um, but the upside is definitely there. Just strictly be a tournament guy, just considering how many guys he can probably strike out in this lineup. But overall, not someone I'm horribly interested in. I actually kind of like him, Grant, assuming that Yelich doesn't play again. Um, dealing with the back injury, like we know Colton Wong's on the IL. We know Lorenzo Cain's on the IL. This is a very weak Milwaukee lineup if Yelich is out of the lineup. Um, so I, I think you're looking at, since the start of last year, a projected lineup with a 27% K rate. I don't love him in general, but I think that assuming that Yelich and these guys are going to be out, like – it potentially adds another righty to the lineup. Um, yeah, I think he is. I think he's in play, especially for tournaments. Um, Hauser on the other side of this game, we don't expect him to go too deep into this game. 77 to 81 pitches in his first two starts. Um, you know, both of these guys, like both pitchers in this game, have really solid matchups, but the, the ceiling is probably 90 pitches each. Yeah, I mean, that's a real problem, although Hauser's sitting there at 7.5K. Like I said, there's there's two guys that I have a lot more interest in at the 6 and 7K range coming up here um, that we'll get to. But Hauser's fine. Like, if you need to save money, you don't want to play these other two guys, go ahead and go on down to 7.6K. Um, with him, there's strikeouts, like, outside of Newman and Frazier, there's strikeouts all the way up and down this lineup, plus the pitcher, so... Hauser, yeah, obviously worried about him going later on into the game. Guy that when he first came into the league, throwing out relief, had a pretty decent K rate, but since the beginning of last season, it's dropped all the way down to about 17%, which is a little bit too low. I know there are a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. I'd rather take my take my chances over on Brubaker, in all honesty, even though he has a full run higher for a projected run total. Um, any bats on the Pittsburgh side? Not really. Hauser's an extreme ground ball guy, and there's not really any good bats over on Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm I'm probably out as well. Like just kind of looking at both of these lineups, like outside of taking shots on like maybe like a Colin Moran, and then on the other side, maybe a Vogelbach or a Shaw, like just one off power, I'm out. Yeah, that's exactly my thought. Is Vogelbach or Shaw. Yelich, if he's in the lineup, is also fine. Um, but yeah, I'm just playing on power bats. He's a guy. Brew Baker is mostly going to walk and get his runs that way by walking a bunch of lefties, which they could bring a lot of lefties into the lineup. But overall, not a huge upside spot for any particular batter outside of Sean Vogelbach. Um, yeah, moving right along here. We got Toronto at Kansas City, another game that potentially is going to have some weather. Kevin Roth is going to be busy today. Steven Matz, Mike Miner. Um, Steven Matz going up against Kansas City – you know, two decent starts. One of them, like his, his dominant start was against Texas. That's fair. Um, any interest here in Matt's? Yeah. Yeah. I have a bit of interest. I mean, the guy's got a 25% K rate since the beginning of last season. The problem is his price tag makes me just want to go up to Scherzer. So if he's cheap outside of DK, if he's a little bit cheaper on other sites, go ahead and play him. But on DK, his price tags just a bit too high. It's not a terrible match of going against the Royals about average in terms of K rate for this team. Outside of Witt up at the top, Matt's has been pitching well this season, so I don't hate it, but the price tag scares me away a little bit. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. Um, and then minor, like, I don't know. This seems bad against left-handed pitching, but Mike Miner is just not, I don't know. He's not very good. He gives up so many fly balls and so much hard contact. Like it's strikeouts or like hard hit balls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least against righties against lefties, he's pitching a little bit more to contact and getting a bit more ground balls. I honestly don't hate him in this spot. Like I said, there's not a ton of cheap guys that I really like. If this game, if the weather is going to be fine, because it's going to be 48 degrees over there, um, the ball's not going to be flying a ton. Yes, there's a lot of guys that can hit the ball very hard in this Toronto lineup, but the K rate is there with minor 28% K rate since the beginning of last season. There's a lot of guys that don't walk a ton in this lineup that aren't going to work the count a ton outside of Biggio and Vlad. So I really don't hate minor. His price tag's low enough. Like I said, I'm paying down a pitcher. He's one of my favorite options on the slate if this weather is going to be all right, but I don't think it's going to be all right. Yeah, I don't think this one's going to be all right either. We'll see. Um, Any bats here for Toronto? Righties with powder, power, Bouchette, Simeon, Vlad, Grichik, Gariel, Kirk. Like all those guys. He's, Miner just doesn't give up a ton to lefty. So Biggio, if you really want to throw him in for a stack, hoping that Miner kind of gets blown up a little bit early and they bring in a uh, righty in there, that's fine. But it's it's the power righties at the top of the order that should, or any one of them can hit the ball at the ballpark. And they all, like Miner can get wild, walk a few of them. So there's going to be guys on base. It's just whether the ball is actually going to leave the yard because it's 48 degrees out in KC. Uh, Biggio left the game early on Thursday too, so he might not even be in there. Thanks for reminding me about that. that, that no hurt. problem, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, Vlad and like Grichik are guys that I really like in this lineup. You know, Grichik's 3,800, and Vlad is 4,900. But like, all right, we're we're starting to potentially get the Vlad Guerrero Jr. that we were hoping for. Um, when when all the hype was around him, so. This is a young, talented team with a lot of lot of pop, so definitely in play for stacks for tournaments. Is assuming the weather's okay, like April baseball, man, got to be yeah. paying attention to the weather. Um, any interest in any of these guys against Stephen Matz? Not really. Like Wit or Perez are fine, but again, cold so expensive weather though. Yeah, that's the problem. Like maybe Solaire, like. Mats can give up a decent amount of hard contact, so Solaire or Dozier are both fine, uh, but realistically, probably staying away from Casey. All right, continuing to chuck along here, we got the Mets and the Rockies. Um, Jacob Grant against Chichi Gonzalez. Um, Grant, you were telling me before we started that like you live in this area and like there's a lot of snow projected. Uh, so we'll have to obviously wait and see. Um, if this game plays, I think DeGrom's in play even in course. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you, especially since it's going to be cold outside. I mean, it's Coors. Biggest thing it's going to affect is obviously the ball's going to travel further, but it's going to affect curve. He only throws his curve at 6% clip going up against lefties. It's predominantly fastball, slider, like realistically – this Colorado lineup is bad, especially if they don't end up playing Story and Blackman again. They sat out growing up against the Dodgers. So if they're out of the lineup again, this lineup is absolute trash. First game in Coors after playing in L.A., they could be a little bit off. Like, DeGrom is interesting, to say the least, in this spot here, just because he throws heat in that thin air. 
ball's going to travel even faster. It's going to be hit hard, but very easily could mean an 11 strikeout game for DeGrom. Um, and then Chichi Gonzalez, I'll pass. Um, not typically a guy with a big strikeout rate. Um, like 15% last since the start of last season walks a lot of people. This is the guy we love to stack against the Mets stack. If the weather's okay is in play, but if it's going to be super cold, like we, we still like this stack. I think though, the only problem is you're paying, like you're paying for a core stack outside of like Conforto and Nimo. Yeah, no, that's a real problem. And again, it's probably going to be snowing during this game. I expect them to cancel it early on in the morning. So by the time you're listening to this, this game might already be canceled, but I'm no weather, man. I just have the weather app. Um, and could look out my window and see three inches of snow. Um, but yeah, like it's still coarse, like stack. I'll probably fade it just because the weather's terrible, but sets up as a good one outside of the weather just because Chi Chi's terrible. I have zero interest in the Rockies. None whatsoever. Let's move on. We are. We are doing that. We have Andrew Heaney and um, Lewis Thorpe facing off against each other. Let's start with Lewis Thorpe. Um, any interest in him in this spot? I mean, not really. Don't have a huge sample size of him, but in the sample size, we do have him. He's not good. Like, he's probably – like, they just called him up. He's probably not going to go too late into the game. I mean, maybe he somehow finds the stuff, and I don't, I doubt it. Like, he, this guy was just not good last year. He was not major league ready, and the Angels aren't a particularly high upside team with a lot of low strikeout bats. So, I'm out on Thorpe. What Grant's trying to see is – what Grant is trying to say is um, don't do it. <laughs> Um, pretty much Andrew Heaney on the other side of this game. We know he's the guy that can strike people out. Um, do you have any interest in him here against the twins? Absolutely love him. Lock him in. Like, unless he's going to be super highly owned, lock him in, which I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He's 6.8 K. This is a guy that just struck out nine going up against Toronto. This is a guy with a ridiculous slider that he just absolutely hammers in there. And he's good to both sides of the plate can give up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to righty, which is something to worry about. So again, if he's going to be super high on, maybe rethink things, but just grading out as a point per dollar play, he's my top play on the entire slate. Like there's a lot, a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. It'll help if Arias and uh, Struel are not in the lineup because they don't strike out a lot. If they're rolling out their righty lineup, which I expect them to do like, he, he has just so much upside, just so much upside in this spot. He's going to strike out 10 guys here. It's just whether or not he gives a few bombs too. Yeah. Um, he's just too cheap. He's too cheap. If he's going to be massive chalk, you fade him because it's Andrew Heaney. And if he's chalk, it's like when Robbie Ray was always chalk at cheap prices, like you just fade him. Um, as far as the bats go, I kind of, think that if he's going to be chalk, you can definitely gain some leverage here. Donaldson's back. Cruz is there. Buxton's banged up, which takes out a, you know, a good righty lefty matchup, but Garver's there. Um, you know, Sano's always a guy that's been better against left-handed pitching. So I think if he's going to be massive chalk, you can definitely play a little bit of um, a leverage stack with some of these Minnesota, you know, you got the boom stick there. Yeah, no, exactly. Cruz, Donaldson, Buxton, Garver, Sano. All of them, you can stack up. All of them have a chance to have 
hit a bomb, like take them as one-offs, like specifically Cruz, who just doesn't strike out at a high clip versus lefties and has ridiculous power. Cruz is the one guy that grades out as a fantastic play. Um, but this is going to be a spot where, yeah, if Heaney is chalky, I'm going to play both sides of it. Like this is one of the weird times where not only you have a guy that's incredibly underpriced when considering his upside, this is a boomer bust spot because most most at bats outside of a few with Arias and Cruz are going to be either hard hit fly ball or an out or a strikeout. I mean, so he could realistically end up this game with four home runs and nine strikeouts and still end up with a, both sides could end up with a pretty decent day. So I'm going to be playing both sides. Like this is a perfect stack spot and a perfect spot to target one off power. But if he's going to go low on, I'm absolutely hammering him in and I just don't even care. Um, as far as the angels go, gosh, it's hard not to love Mike Trout here. Um, the problem like with the rest of this lineup is they're just such a tough team to stack, but if you don't expect Thorpe to go deep, like you could definitely look at like Walsh and Otani and these guys as well, but like the angel stack is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely don't hate Otani or Trout or Walsh, but yeah, they're a little bit too expensive they do have a 5.1 implied team total it is going to be 70 over in la but yeah they're just definitely a little bit expensive i think trout's the top play and i think you can get away with stacking or fading this team if justin upton like he's been a guy that's been banged up here recently if he's back in the lineup he's super cheap super cheap detroit at oakland uh, Jose Urena against Frankie Montas. Um, any interest here in Urena? Now, dude's been walking everyone and just hasn't looked good. That's a nice way to put it. Um, Frankie Montas on the other side of this game. We know this guy is like a guy that can break slates, and I like him a lot, especially if everybody's going to go Heaney. Yeah, no, I really, really like Montas. Like I was saying earlier on the podcast, just waiting for this to actually get there. Montas and he are my two favorite plays on the entire slate. This Detroit lineup is not great. Montas is definitely a bit too cheap here. 3.7 implied run total going up against me. It's Detroit. This is being played in Oakland, which is a big bump for a guy that can give up some hard contact. Montas is an absolutely fantastic play. And I know that he got absolutely destroyed once this year, but he's had a matchup versus Houston and the Dodgers. This guy is a legit pitcher, and I know that he's not as good after he probably got off the roids. After he got suspended, before that, he was absolutely fantastic. And this year, it's just been two very tough matchups. And now he gets a matchup versus Detroit. I absolutely love Montas. Yes, I like him a lot. Um, Detroit Bats? Nothing. I'm probably going to stay away. Like, boom bust spot for me on Montas. I think that he's somebody that I'm definitely going to be playing here. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If you do want to play anybody against him, uh, Badu has been somebody that has just been absolutely crushing the ball. Um, Montas is worse against lefties. So he's still only 3,700 and he's just been on an absolute tear. So I think he's very playable at that price. Um, and then on the Oakland bat side of things, they're expensive, but not overly expensive. And they're definitely another like 
potential like secondary stack on this slate. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't hate them at all. Like Canha, like stack. You can obviously stack them up because Urena is just walking everyone. They could realistically get five runs before the second inning here. Um, but specifically, if you want to go for guys that hit the ball at the park, that's also fine. Urena doesn't give up a huge amount of hard contact or a huge amount of fly balls. So target the guys that hit the ball hard and get a lot of fly balls. Canha, Olson, Chapman. All are great plays, and then anyone you want to throw in there to round out your stack because he can't get wild. Oh, chucking along here. 14 games. Uh, Walker Bueller against Ryan Weathers. Um, any interest here in Bueller? I mean, he's fine. Like, he's right up there with the other guys on the spend up on the slate. Uh, if DeGrom's out, but if that game's canceled, he's definitely a bit more interesting trying to decide between Scherzer and um bueller like it's a tough matchup for bueller is the main thing so i'm gonna wait and see where ownership lies i mean but this guy's a beast 30 percent k rate since the beginning of last year there's not a ton of k's in this lineup but he can still get it done like good pitchers can mow down good lineups it doesn't matter there's a 3.6 run total against him which is pretty much the same as scherzer so i don't mind it i prefer scherzer but walker bueller is definitely in play yeah, Tatis is supposed to be back for this game. The lineup's going to definitely get a little bit stronger. This is already a strong lineup. Um, Bueller is he, he's a guy that can put up numbers against anybody. It's more of I'm just worried about like pitch count is always the biggest thing for him, pitching deep into games. Um, you know, when I'm paying 10 7 for a pitcher, I want ceiling. And like, I just think Max Scherzer offers us a little bit more ceiling. Um, but not going to talk you off of Walker Bueller. And then as far as um, weather's going the other side of this game, he's definitely in a small sample size showing us that like he can strike guys out, but it's the Dodgers. Yeah, it's the, it's the Dodgers. And I don't know if he's actually this good. Like, realistically, and, like, we have no idea how long they're going to let him pitch either. Yeah. That's another thing, but like, I don't like, he struck out more guys in the majors than he did in single A in 2019. I know the Padres have randomly brought up guys that have just been crushing it in the majors. They brought up from double A, but this guy is not a guy that projects to be an above average strikeout pitcher. And he's been striking out guys at a well above average rate, 30%. I think that's going to be closer to 20%. And this is a match versus the Dodgers. If you really want to take a shot on him, go ahead. But that's rarely ever a good move with the Dodgers. I'm out. Let's talk bats. Anything standing out to you here for the Dodgers? All of them. I mean, I don't know who will end up playing. Obviously, yesterday they rolled out a C lineup without Seager and without without Betts. So, assuming they're fine, it was just a random day of rest. You can play everyone. Like, Weathers is, again, going to be an average pitcher. I don't think he's going to go too far in the game. It might be a bullpen game, which is definitely a downgrade, and this is being played in San Diego in six degree weather, which isn't great, but this is the Dodgers like play any of them. Yep. And pretty much every day you can stack the Dodgers. Um, on the other side of this game, any interest here against Bueller? Not really. Like if you want to use Tatis or Machado, that's fine. But Bueller is far too good of a pitcher. Yes. He can get blown up on any given day, but the chances of this being like a seven run game with the price tags that we're getting, with everyone, it's just not really worth it to even take a shot for me. 
All right. Um, yeah. Finish it out. Houston at Seattle. We're finally here. It feels like it's taken us forever. Your Kaidi against Kikuchi. Um, any interest here in your Kaidi going up against Seattle? He's 10.1K. I know. The price is ridiculous. Yeah. No, no chance. Absolutely no chance. Like, no. Matchup just... fantastic. Price sucks. Yeah. And it's not like it's even like. He's not a big yeah. strikeout guy either. Yeah, and Seattle hasn't been that bad this year. They haven't been great, but they haven't been that bad. And he's 10K. He should be 7K. Like, if he was 7K, I may have interest in him. 10K, no shot. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel. Um, no chance I'm playing him at this spot. Um, Kikuchi against Houston, any, any interest in him? He's been pitching well so far this season, but this is Houston who – I know it hasn't been great, but I mean, we'll see what lineup they end up rolling out. I think is Alvarez still out. Yeah, I yeah, think so... this is actually like potentially like a. Oh, I forgot spot. all the COVID stuff. Yeah, I was looking at their projected lineup. I mean, honestly, like Guriel is obviously not a good guy to have in the lineup. Brat Brantley is it? They have a four point four implied run total against him. This is not the same team that they've been rolling out. I forgot about the COVID stuff. Yeah. No, I've got interest in Kikuchi. Like, this guy is hit or miss, so you kind of have to see what the ownership is on Montas, what the ownership is on Heaney. If both of them are going to be caught or chalky, I will absolutely go with Kikuchi. Yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking, too. I think that he's somebody that is definitely in play here, assuming that the lineup is not going to be great more than anything else, so... Um, as far as the Houston bats go, <laughs> I don't even know who we're like projecting to see as far as like, who's going to be in the lineup here. Like Altuve's out, Bregman's out, Alvarez is out. Like there's a reason that we like Coochie guys and girls. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind using a few of these guys as cheap bats. I mean, Strauss in there, 2.7 K Toro thing there, 2.5 K. Like, I don't mind Tucker regardless, although lefty-lefty matchup turns me off to him a little bit. Gary L's probably the one actual good play in this lineup because Correa is just a bit too expensive. Um, but, yeah, like, this is not a great lineup. You're basically getting price savings here so you can pay up to Bueller or Scherzer. Yeah, I was just I was trying to think um, who could even potentially be interesting as, like, really cheap guys. Um the one guy that like stands out to me a little bit, um, raw power wise, is Taylor Jones. If he's in the if he cracks the lineup, yeah, he okay, he cool. would be somebody that's super interesting. He's two K. If he cracks the lineup, this guy grades out as like a really good raw power guy. Um, he would be he would be somebody that's interesting to me. Um, anything on Seattle? Haniger is too cheap. We've been saying that all year, though. Yeah, Marmolos is too cheap. Kyle like Seeger is a home run waiting to happen right now. The guy's just racking the baseball. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind a Seattle stack. Like, they're just too cheap. Like, these guys are ta- some talented hitters. Granted, they're a little bit raw right now. Hanniger is just straight up far too cheap, and I don't, I don't understand why they haven't adjusted his price tag. France is too cheap. You know, like, hurt, rickety. Not that great of a pitcher. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys. So take the bat- power bats here. It's supposed to be 
it's Seattle. It's technically a dome, but it's an open air dome. So it's 70 degrees in Seattle. It's not that bad of hitting conditions when you consider the rest of the teams, like there's a cold front going across the U S so all these guys are playing in sub average like temperatures. So Seattle actually grades out as a pretty decent park. I really don't mind the Seattle stack considering their price tag and targeting those power bats like is not a bad idea at all. All right, let's get into um, let's do our super draft play of the day and then we'll play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Do you have a super draft play of the day ready? I mean, there's a few pitchers, um, Brew Baker, Matt's. Heaney and Montas are all 1.7x and above. Like those are where you go to uh, for for pitching because those multipliers are all too high. And one of those guys is going. I'm I'm planning on probably only using those four guys on Super Draft. Did you mention Kikuchi's 2x? Yeah, Kikuchi too. Sorry, buddy. Just making sure that you saw it. And Urkady. Okay. Um, as far as like my super draft play of the day, this one might be a little off the board. Um, I like Nate Lowe a lot. You know, we talked about that game a while ago. He has a 1.6 multiplier against Lopez. Um, that, he's just a guy that's like just been smashing the ball. Maybe he just needed to get out of Tampa. Um, I think he has four or five home runs on the season, and I know he has double digit RBIs. So, um, I, I really like Nate Lowe here as my super draft play of the day let's get into the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend grant under 8k to get six or more strikeouts uh who do you like down here today you want Heaney? i wasn't going to take Heaney. i'll take Heaney. i'm going to take kikuchi all right i think that lineup's going to be really weak and i think montas is the other guy that you can definitely yeah. play down here too brew baker just you're gonna have to adjust the lineups today. Watch weather, adjust the lineups. Um, over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Okay, I like that one. I'm gonna go Logan Allen. Um, we already t- we talked about the Reds a long time ago. Um, but yeah, over 4k to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Should have been more ready for this one. I'm trying to remember, it's been a while since we started one Soto. Take the chalky guy. I'm trying yeah. to see the price. Joey Gallo. I, I couldn't remember his price. Joey Gallo is 4,400. Really like Joey Gallo to hit a bomb today. Um, over under 4K to get two hits, not in course. Um, Hanniger. All right. Um, Badu. I'll take that guy because he's a bad dude. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go with, honestly, the more I talked about it, I think I'm going to go with Seattle. All right. Um, give me the Reds. Keep on trucking with the Reds. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, pay attention to weather because a lot of this might be, a lot of games might be canceled tomorrow. Good luck, Roth. Good luck, Roth. Yes. We appreciate what you do, Kevin Roth. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday. Take it.